0: Here on three and out, all across the Southern Pigskin Radio Network, Kevin Thomas, B.J. Bennett, and Ben Troop. Uh, glad you are with us. Thanks for making us a part of your day here, the day before uh, Thanksgiving, where we'll get time to come together and. Uh Share thanks with uh, friends, family, and uh, and loved ones. So, uh, getting you ready for that, and we'll have time to uh, to talk about uh, football coming up in just a little bit. Of course, the new playoff poll is out. We'll we'll get to that coming up here uh, on the show. We'll give you our picks ahead of the uh, the Thanksgiving holiday for this weekend's ball games as well, uh, and we'll do that coming up in just a a little bit. But obviously, uh, BJ and Ben uh, in and i would i was going to say in in our area and that's not even true it's, it's be, it was a national story uh, uh across the country uh with Ahmad arbery and the, that trial has come to a conclusion uh, and they have Reached a verdict uh, in that trial. Of course, a lot of folks uh, very familiar with uh, what happened there. And uh, uh, Ahmaud Arbery uh, shot and killed while out for a, uh, a run. And the charges have come back uh, from the jury today. And guilty on, I will say, almost all counts. Uh, uh, Travis McMichael, guilty on all counts. And uh, the other two defendants, Gregory McMichael and uh, William Roddy Bryan, guilty on most of their accounts. Uh, I, I think uh, eight out of nine for Gregory McMichael and seven of make that six out of nine for uh, William Roddy Bryan. So all three gentlemen uh, getting guilty sentences on at least six counts, uh, as many as nine uh, felonies, aggravated assault, murders, uh, and things of that nature. So uh, that coming out today, and I know a lot of folks, uh, and I will include the three of us uh, in that, uh, BJ, but not, not to speak for you two gentlemen but uh, are, uh, are glad that uh, the the system worked out the way it did and uh, and that they those three men were brought to justice uh, after the horrific video and the facts of the case that stood out for everybody to see uh, glad that it uh, it ended up that way and uh, the the verdict that I think a lot of people thought was going to be had was met uh, in, in our system today. So I wanted to bring that obviously to the forefront here as that just happened uh, a little bit earlier this afternoon. And that's certainly been big news on the coast uh, of Georgia. But uh, certainly it, it became much more than that a national story that has played out. BJ, you and I were talking before the show uh, going on almost, what, 18 months now since uh, it, it first, uh, first happened tragically.
1: Yeah, uh, uh, justice justice was served today uh, to uh, Ahmaud Arbery's father, his mother. uh, You know, justice was served for him. But I think it was more about accountability uh, than justice. And, you know, it's bittersweet for a person like myself because at the end of the day, a young man was jogging. And, BJ, something me and you talk about, you know, I hope we choose to not look away anymore. Like... There are certain people in this country to where they don't get a chance to look away. Uh, my house is not too far um, for where Maude Arbery lost his life, so it's something that's going to hit me a little, a little bit different. But you know, justice was served. I'm not, I'm not saying the weather, but account but it's big, It's more about accountability. Everything in this life don't affect us all the same, but it, but it should affect us all. Every single thing that happens in this life, it's, it's not, it's not something that everybody's going to feel it. But we need to stop looking away. Stop looking away. This is not. Let me tell you something. In the Golden Isles, this is this is not an indictment on the entire Golden Isles. This is about three gentlemen made the decision, and a young man's life is lost. So, justice was. Just, listen, and to all the black pastors that was in the Golden Isles, man, there was some sermons being being and some prayers being sent up uh, these last three or four days. But. Kevin and BJ, sometimes something like this happens to let us know. You are, we we all matter in this life. And this 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 was polarizing, not just in America either. This is polarizing everywhere, but just as well served to the to 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 Ahmad Arbor's mother, to his father. We send our hearts and prayers to you guys because you're celebrating a holiday without your child. And uh, you know, it, it ain't, you know, it's 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 not something we applaud. We, we have it at justice served, but this is more about accountability. But once again, try your best not to look away when situations like this happen because this is a microcosm of people in America, not necessarily America itself, but justice was served. And uh, to, to Ahmad's mom and his dad, man, may you guys do the best you can to try to know that hopefully uh, justice will serve for you. But we still send our hearts and prayers out to you because your son is no longer with us.
2: Yeah, justice for Ahmad. it's been a long time coming. Uh, uh, it's been a long time coming justice for Ahmad and you think about uh, this horrific, this unspeakable act murder. Uh, you just continue to, to pray for Ahmad's family. Uh, think about the family, like you said, Ben, uh, a child murdered and uh, this, is, this has been a long time coming. This is, this is something that a lot of people have been praying about and, and thank God you know, that justice was served for Ahmad, but been but, but very powerful thoughts, powerful perspective and uh, you certainly wanna to continue to pray for the family, continue to pray for the community, uh, but, but, but justice for Ahmaud Arbery, uh, his murder, and it, it, it's been a long time coming, but let's all please continue to pray for the family, the friends, the community, uh, just, just an, a horrific, unfathomable act, murder, and we all need to stay together
0: in, in, in praying for the family. Absolutely. So that uh, verdict uh, was read aloud out there uh, today. And uh, we want to take a minute and uh, certainly acknowledge that. That has uh, been something that's affected, as uh, Ben has said, not just uh, the people of Brunswick and the Golden Isles, but uh, uh, all across the country. uh, And that uh, verdict being read earlier this afternoon. We've got more to come here on this Thursday. It's three and out on the Southern Pigskin Radio Network. Good to have you here on this Wednesday. We are running out of weeks here in our picks, uh, BJ and Ben. Uh, Cody's still in the lead somehow. I don't, underst- That's embarrassing. I don't understand how it's doing that. But we have this week, we have championship week, then you have bowl games uh, to try to come back in. As you can go to ESPNCoastal.com uh, later this week. Usually posted up on Friday, but seeing as we have Thanksgiving tomorrow, and a day after Thanksgiving, we're going to have to do our picks now. But you get the full list of picks coming up on Friday, ESPNCoastal.com. Uh, see how everybody's doing uh, to this point. So, fellas, let's, let's just jump right into it here with the rivalry week picks. Ole Miss at Mississippi State. Mississippi State,
2: a one-and-a-half point favorite here in the Egg Bowl. Yeah, it's really interesting to me, Ben and Kevin, that Ole Miss is in the national top 10 and Mississippi State is the favorite. Um, I do know that playing in Starkville, that's tough. I do know that both quarterbacks are elite. I think the difference might be the running game. Ole Miss, a lot of people overlook this, but Jerrion Ely, Snoop Connor, they've been one of the, the, the better rushing teams in all of college football. So I, I, I will take Ole Miss. I think Ole Miss uh, wins straight up and I'm a little bit surprised, Ben, at that line.
1: much on the field, we'll be some answers. Give me, the, give me the Ole Miss
0: boys. I'm going to go with uh, Mississippi State minus the point and a half. I think, again, at home, really playing well. Could be a shoot. I mean, this could be 45, 42 or more uh, in this this ball game. the way these two teams have been getting up and down the field. Let's go to game number two, North Carolina at number 20, NC State. NC State a six-point favorite. And I, and I don't know, know about, about the, health the health of Sam, Sam Howell here. Sam, Sam Howell
2: may not, may not go this weekend. Uh, I, I think you're talking about a different situation if Sam Howell's not in there. I do think NC State's the more balanced team. Uh, I, will, I, I, I will take the Wolfpack and lay the points. I think defensively they're better. They have a couple of running backs they can turn to. Uh, now, Kevin, it's the ACC. I get it. It's tricky. But I'm going to try to trust NC State here.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna go with NC State as well. They've been the most balanced throughout the course of the year. Sam Howard the last couple of years, BJ, a lot a lot of hype coming to the season about him. Wasn't able to really live up to the Bill and start off with the with the first game of the year losing to Virginia, Virginia Tech. I will go with Coach Dorn and his fiery press conferences uh kept with to NC State boys. Absolutely. Again, uh, I
0: I, I might BJ, I, I struggled with this one. Uh because uh again, NC State should win. They're at home, they're a better team. And I'm going to go with NC State. Dave Dorn's got me feeling it. Uh, here, I'll, I'll put uh, NC State minus six. Do we want to roll Dave Dorn's sound? We've been doing it every other week we pick him. Dave Dorn, asked him. we asked him about playing North Carolina this week and what it would mean to a team. Oh, man. I'm telling you, Dave brings it each and every time we hear those sound bites. We've got uh, another game going on. you got Georgia at Georgia Tech. Georgia, a 35-point favorite and normally and really with with this, this, and this,
2: and this and this and this might be one of the reasons that I'm so bad uh, at the picks but normally I go with the team that's getting 35 42 49 points because you look at it like this if if you get a late touchdown or you get a late turnover or something maybe you can get that 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 cover on the back end but I I just think Georgia Georgia Tech's not going to score, what, more than 7-10, Kevin, Ben? I mean, you went for for zero against Notre Dame, and nobody's scoring on Georgia. So there's a lot of points to lay. It's a rivalry game. But I'm going to go with Georgia and lay the 35. Yeah,
1: I mean every time every time we try to say something compelling about, oh, this team got a shot to at least go out there and cover when it comes to them Georgia boys. Georgia obviously be listening to three and out. Make sure y'all continue to listen to three and out. But no, <laughs> Georgia is a team that wants to win two ways. They want to dominate, you know, they want to dominate on the scoreboard, but they also want to win, you know, uh, you know, uh, the perception points, Kevin and BJ as far as like everybody who, you know, gonna gonna tune in. So coach Collins, hey man. Good luck. Hand the ball off to Jameer Gibbs. Probably not good. He'll look good as far as like stats at the end of the game, but yes, I'm going with Georgia in a big way. I,
0: I mean, I'm taking Georgia uh, laying the 35, and honestly, if you told me it was Georgia minus 55, I might still take wow. Georgia into points. What? I mean, this is a team that just got shut out by a worse team last week in Notre Dame uh, than they're going to play this week, and I think everybody expects, at the very least, coordinators are going to get fired uh, there at Georgia Tech, and Again, I would imagine this might be one of the more uncompetitive, clean, old-fashioned hate games uh, that we have seen in quite some time. Ohio State, number two, at number five, Michigan. Ohio State laying eight points. I'm not a believer in
2: Michigan. Uh, I think Michigan is a good team. I think Jim Harbaugh has done a good job this year. But in terms of being a college football playoff contender, a national title contender, I don't see that. And I don't think they have the showcase win that validates them as that. I think Ohio State, what they've done, I mean, what they did to Michigan State was incredible. Uh, Obviously, up to number two, eight points in in a rivalry that Ohio State has dominated, and they look like the better team this year with an offense that's unstoppable. I will take the Buckeyes, even on the road, Ben, and feel really good about it.
1: Yes, I'm going to take the Buckeyes on the road because it's Michigan, Ohio State. Ohio State did in their conference what Clemson didn't do in their conference. Ohio State only lost out of conference and went undefeated in conference. Clemson is supposed to lose to Georgia and go undefeated throughout the course of the regular season. The thing about this Ohio State team is they show just how good they can be when they find on all cylinders. I know Michigan State has the worst pass defense in college football. But my goodness, Ohio State still showed why they got that three-headed monster at receiver, and you're talking about C.J. Stroud. It's Michigan. It's Ohio State. It is not in a Harbaugh's contract to win win at Ohio State because you haven't done it yet, giving them Ohio State boys.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's Ohio State, and I, I would say this is less to do with the line for me than it is just Ohio State has dominated this series as of late, and you feel like, I mean, it's tough for Michigan. I mean, you have to be the top – Five team every single time you play them here in the last handful of years, but it's at the big house. I think that might keep it closer, but Ohio State, unlike a lot of teams, BJ, I think Ohio State and Georgia, and Georgia's kind of I don't know if you can say this with conviction because of who they've played the last uh, week or so, but Ohio State you can clearly tell getting better as the season is going on. And I'm taking Ohio State laying the points. This, BJ, is the ACC game of the week. Wake Forest minus four and a half at Boston College. This is where the ACC, potentially ACC's it up at the end of the day. Right,
2: and if Wake Forest, who was just in the top 10, uh, if they lose this game, Clemson goes to the ACC championship game to play Pitt. And I will say this quickly about Clemson. A lot of people have said, oh, they're down. Well, they might end up back in Charlotte and they're probably going to end up with 10 wins. So they've done a pretty good job down the stretch. But I, I'm going to trust Wake Forest here. And I know that goes against the Kevin Thomas theory of ACC play. But look, you have a chance to make the ACC championship game for the first time since what? Two, that Was it 2007 when Riley Skinner and those guys went? Uh, Four and a half points in terms of this line I don't think is overwhelming with the way Wake Forest scores. I don't think Boston College can match that. Boston College had three points in the second half against Florida State last week before a couple of late scores. So I'm going to trust Wake Forest, trust them to clinch the ACC Atlantic, and I will go with the Deeks.
1: When B.J. when BJ Bennett get to talk about trust and stuff, when he doesn't trust anything outside of certain things in his life, I got to go, go against Wake Forest. I mean, this is the thing. Wake Forest has been a feel-good story of the ACC, right? But, Kevin, isn't it crazy? When something is on the line, uh-oh, and, man, if we win this game, it has implications? Yes. You mean we can keep Clemson going to, to Charlotte? Yes. Because of that, they're not going to do it. I'm going to go with BC. They're going to screw it up. So give me BC. It's probably not going to be a runaway, but I'm going with Boston College because Wake Forest has been just good enough for, us, for B.J. to win games they should win and lose some games they probably should have won. But I'm going to still go with BC for this reason. B.J., everything – B.J., you said I trust. B.J. and trust in the ACC, I'm going with BC. Yeah, That's don't, it. Don't trust anything. I, I Boston College
0: at home – against a team trying to secure itself a a berth into the ACC championship game. just This is like stealing money. Of course you go Boston College plus four and a half in this game. Wake Forest, not a great defensive team. They're going to have to score. Boston College getting Phil Jakovic back. I got Boston College plus four and a half. Florida State at Florida. The Gators laying two and a half. I mean,
2: Ben, this is for bowl eligibility, man. I mean, what happened to – Jaquez Green, and Ike Hilliard, and Reed L. Anthony, and Peter Warwick, and yeah. uh, Anquan Bolden. I mean, this is for bowl eligibility. Um, and I, Emory Jones is hurt. You wish him the best uh, rehabbing moving forward. I, I I don't know about the health of Anthony Richardson either. I think there are some questions there. I don't feel good about it. And Florida has to be better than they've been in recent Power 5 matchups. But just, been given that there's so much turnover, I mean... You, you, you obviously have an interim head coach, Dan Mullen, out. I mean, the talk has been about everything but this game. Florida State playing a little better. I don't feel good about it, but if you're giving me a couple of points, I think it's going to be a close, probably low-scoring game, believe it or not. That's kind of what I'm expecting. But I will take the Noles
1: on the road. Ooh, how, how the mighty have fallen. You know who this is about? This ain't even about Florida, Florida State. This is me and BJ. 2017, right? Florida didn't make a bowl game. Man, B.J. were talking trash. I said, B.J., you better hope. What happened in 2018, Florida State didn't make a ball game. Back-to-back seasons. Now, this is for supremacy, if if that's what you want to call it. Florida State has beaten Miami. So, this is the thing. If Florida State beats Florida, they will be the kings of Florida in 2021. Now, I don't know what that means. Okay, so just to
2: confirm, if that happens, the state champion of the big three, (laughs) if Florida State wins –
1: would have lost to Jacksonville State. I just want to confirm yes, that. Yes, yes. Listen, all, all, I'm saying, all I'm saying is, listen, you know, this is this is the brawl for it all, people. It's going to be a good game because it has implications. Braden writes like no other. Anthony Richardson, the last time he, he – when he made his first start in college football, it was against Georgia. I don't think Florida State is Georgia, but it still makes me nervous. I'm going to take Florida very, 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 very hesitantly because this is the thing. BJ, this is why though I take Florida. Two thousand five, Florida they lost a whole bunch of games. I also lost to Mississippi State, and they played Florida State on the road. It was Ron Zook. Now we got to interim, so I think with the momentum, Florida finds a way to win. You know, twenty-one to twenty in a nail biter. Okay, so you're taking Florida State then with the points if it's twenty-one. I'll take yes. I'll take Florida State with the points. I'll take Florida for the dub. All
0: right, I'm taking Florida State with the points to uh, win. <laughs> I think, I think, uh, I think Florida. Uh, If they get down early, we might see the uh, the lay down there. No Dan Mullen. You've lost your defensive coordinator. I think it could get ugly there, but I'll go Florida State plus the points. Alabama at Auburn, the Iron Bowl, Alabama minus 19.5. Yeah.
2: I mean, the the fact that it's at Auburn makes me a little nervous in terms of that line. Alabama's going to win. They're not going to lose this game with a playoff. On the horizon, even with the potential for a Georgia look ahead, if you want to call it that. But that line on the road makes me nervous. Surprisingly, Auburn has won the last two games at Auburn in this series and three of the last four, I believe. Uh, so I will take Auburn to cover, not to win, but if you're giving me 19 and a half points, Alabama did not look great against Arkansas, did not look great against LSU. I will take Auburn with
1: the points. I'm go- I'm gonna take Alabama to win this thing because I heard something this week that I said. Oh, BJ, I heard old Bo Nix saying, "Hey, the, the, the refs used the favor Alabama in this game." Let me tell you something. You start making excuses before the game even starts, Bo Nix. I mean, you won and one in this series, man. Come on, you should you you won as a true freshman. But I do agree with something you said, BJ, when you talking about post post I mean postseason implications on the line. I know, I know Alabama hasn't been looking like Alabama as of late, but they've lost one time. We look at how Alabama wins, not that they win. They're going to look good doing to get some Auburn boys. Give me Alabama in a big
0: way. Yeah, I'm taking Alabama plus the points. It is at Auburn. That makes me a little bit nervous. Uh, but no Bo Nix. I, I, I think, again, Alabama trying to hit that finish line strong. I think they, uh, they win pretty comfortably. Oklahoma is at Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State, a four-point favorite in this one. And, of course, you win this Big 12 championship game. I think Oklahoma State gets thrown up into that discussion with a Big 12 championship win. Are they in the college football playoff? So, a big one there for Oklahoma State. Makes me a little
2: uncomfortable, right, that Oklahoma State is suddenly this college football playoff contender. And could they could they put a scare into Georgia? And, you know, what if they beat this team and that team? What's their resume going to look like? Got to beat Oklahoma first. Got to beat Oklahoma first. Now, this is going to be a basketball game. This is going to be 68-62 to or something like that. Would you say it's going to be a thousand? Bedlam? Yes, a thousand total (laughs) yards in the first half. Yeah, well done, Kevin. Well done. But uh, I'm going to take Oklahoma. I mean, you're giving me a couple, what, four. I just, this has been a lot really quick for Oklahoma State. I will take
1: Oklahoma with the points. I'm. I listen. I'm going to take Oklahoma State. I think Oklahoma has been a team to win. It's been really, really good. Kind of under the radar. Ain't nobody really talking about them because it's all about Oklahoma and that conference. But I think Oklahoma has finally shown some weaknesses. I think Oklahoma uh, State can go ahead and exploit those. So give me them Oklahoma State boys to get that dub and finally tell Oklahoma, y'all can just get ready for y'all bowl game. You don't have to worry about post game, you know, postseason implications. Yeah, I got Oklahoma again. This is. Uh, in Stillwater, with a, a
0: lot on the line for Oklahoma State, I'm going to go with the uh, the Cowboys minus four to uh, to win the game and uh, and move it to the Big 12 championship game. Had a couple board, got to run out of time. Don't have time to get to both of those. Go to ESPNCoastal.com. You can see the full picks. Cody is winning, but Ben, you only trail Cody by one game in the standings. Am so I you, last? No, you are not. You are almost last, but PJ <laughs> PJ Zuko <laughs> is last. Camers three right behind him. Actually, you and Cam are tied for next to last. All right. at, at fifty-eight and sixty-two, I'm sitting right there at at five hundred sixty and sixty, and I'm kind of I'm not close to being last, but I'm not close to being first either. I'm just kind of stuck in the middle. Ben's was within one. Christian was in, is within three of uh, of Cody. So a couple of good weeks, and Cody could slide down. or oh, we're not picking the championship week or the bowl game. Oh, oh, regular season title! What nonsense! I'll go for the full season title. That's what we're playing for. We got more to come. Three and out, Southern Pigs. Good to have you back. Latest college football playoff poll released last night. Georgia, of course, stays at number one. Uh, Ohio State, two. Alabama, three. Cincinnati comes in at four. So the two changes we see there in the top four: Alabama slides back as Ohio State goes forward, and Cincinnati slides up into the number four spot. Now that being said. Michigan plays Ohio State this weekend. Notre Dame sits there at 6. Oklahoma State has Oklahoma, who sits at, I believe, 10. Then they also would play, I believe, what, Baylor in the Big 12 championship game, who's at 8. So could we be seeing a potential case uh, for jumping later? But there it is. Cincinnati is in at the moment, but they got to make it two more weeks to make it official.
2: Yeah, I think you framed it right here, Kevin. They they are number four. That's good to see. They've earned that. I think they have. But it's not a guarantee that they're going to be at four when the final poll is released. I think the team to keep an eye on, like you referenced, is Oklahoma State. Because theoretically, they could have two top 15 wins the next two weeks. And if you're talking about the totality of a resume... That, that's a game changer, Ben. When you think about what they already have with a win over Oklahoma and then a win potentially over Baylor. Now, we're a long way away from that happening, but Cincinnati has an impressive resume. What, what, what really has hurt them is Indiana being really bad. That was supposed to be one of those tier one wins, and Indiana has just been terrible. But you look in the top 10, Notre Dame's right there, and you have a win at Notre Dame in a game where you held them to 13 points and won by multiple scores. And I know... People kind of only look at Notre Dame as the key win for Cincinnati, but beat UCF 56 to 21. SMU's got a good team, beat SMU 48 to 14. I think it's good to see Cincinnati where they are, but I think they still need a little help. Ben, I don't think they control their own destiny. I think you need a couple of these teams, at least Oklahoma State maybe to drop at least one, but I, I I think Cincinnati is in the mix. We've long said it'll take the stars aligning for Cincinnati to have a chance. Well, the stars have
1: aligned, and they have a chance. They have a chance, Ben Drew. Yes, you got some big games coming up with Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. I mean, you talk about Michigan, Ohio State, but BJ, I think Cincinnati's biggest win is also hurting them. You beat Notre Dame, but Notre Dame was not in the curve. Just imagine if Notre Dame was playing for the ACC championship game. That helps them. See, everybody's saying, oh, I mean, uh, Notre Dame, uh, they're ahead of the curve. No, I mean, Notre Dame is in the ACC except for football and hockey. And I think sometimes when you talk about Notre Dame, it works for Notre Dame. It doesn't work for people who play them. So for Cincinnati, BJ, for one weekend, hey, Cincinnati can know what it feels like. But you've got a lot of stuff going on around you. Ohio State is going to beat Michigan. Right? Alabama, Alabama and Georgia obviously meet each other in the SEC championship game. So you so you got some outliers out there. But for one, who would have ever thought, Kevin, the college football playoff, they're trying to gain sympathy and uh and empathy from the world from the from the people watching? Because when I said Cincinnati number four, but then I saw what was going on around them, So Notre Dame is the best win beach out of all these people only, the, you know, in the top four. But the fact that Notre Dame only has its regular season. That's hurting Cincinnati. We'll see what happens down the stretch. You still got a couple of weeks left, including uh, including uh, you know uh, you know uh, championship weekend. But I just think that for me, for one week, for one day, yes, they got it right with Cincinnati. Because once again, Cincinnati, I said that the most dangerous team in the college football playoff was Oklahoma. I mean, was Ohio State for that offense. If Cincinnati makes it in, it's gonna they're gonna be it's gonna be rough for whoever plays them because they've proven man that their style of football translates in the ACC, in the SEC, in the Big Ten, Big Twelve, and Pac twelve. So whoever gets them, if they do get it in, it's gonna be it's gonna be a better game than people give the credit for. Well, I don't think it's
0: a, a a done deal as you said, Ben. I think what's around them, if I'm a Cincinnati fan, would be a little disconcerting because again, you have the ACT championship that's still out there. I mean, that's Obviously, you're going to play a team that's pretty good in your in your conference championship game, but there are literally teams around you playing each other. So uh, I, I think that is uh, the resume booster that if you're the playoff committee, people would hold against you and say, "Look, we, we we're coming down the stretch where resumes matter, who you play matter, and they're playing." And it's, it's not your fault, Cincinnati. But if Oklahoma State pulls it off, as BJ said, you have two top 15 wins in the last two weeks. If Michigan, who's right behind you, wins. You have a top two win. And how, how would, would Ohio State drop behind Cincinnati? I don't know. I think that would be a different question. But uh, you're, you're sitting right there with a lot going on around you, and it seems like, at least to me, it would have to break kind of perfect uh, in a number of scenarios. You need Oklahoma State to lose. You probably want Michigan to lose to push them off of you a little bit. Yeah, I think what and, you would
2: want is the winner of Michigan-Ohio State to lose in the Big Ten title game.
0: Yeah, and, and I think that would kind of more solidify where you're at. We'll come back, we'll take three, we'll get you ready for some college basketball, which we've got coming up today here again as well. It's three and out all across the Southern Pigskin Radio Network. Love to hear from you here on Twitter, at Pigskin Radio, streaming live at ESPN Coastal. Good to have you here three and out. Short hour number two here today, so we'll count you down towards a little college basketball. Going to have the Maui Classic Finals. It's going to be wisconsin and St. Mary's, the gales uh going to be a good basketball game there, BJ. I know we'll have that for what? Oh, no, no, Cam's looking at. Cam's looking at me like I like. I I don't talk about sports I'm for a living. Game. Like, what in the world? I'm shocked uh, by the two teams. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good. It should be good basketball though, BJ. Uh,
2: I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I don't know anything about either team. I'll just but keep it real. St. Mary's I don't know.
0: St. Mary's usually really good. Yeah, they come I mean, out of same conference as like, Gonzaga. Yeah, like really I know
2: they've been in the tournament in, in, in years past, but I don't you you were like throwing it to me for analysis on, Break this, it down. on, this, on the St. Mary's basketball team. I look, yes, sometimes if I'm awake at 1.15 in the morning and they're on an ESPN two or whatever, yeah they're, yeah, they're they're
0: They usually good. have really good runs with Gonzaga. They're a good program. The, uh, I'm just
2: being honest. Okay, Cam's giving me some information here okay yep. okay yeah yeah beat oregon and notre dame okay but i didn't have offhand information on saint mary's
0: basketball or they beat notre dame and oregon who's to their, get to who, get to this point who's their best player in your mind it's time to take three here on three and out but it should be good basketball uh obviously hey i always look at these games like don't just say ah it's 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 november watch this game and think about it when you're making your picks in march is that the reme- key yeah okay. i I've, I've made a lot of good picks based on what i've seen teams do early in the season you're like hey i remember when they got their chance out of play in wisconsin they got it done might want to pick them in the bracket to make a little bit of a run that's all i'm saying that's all i'm saying let's take three and move on it's three and out been any thoughts on st mary's in wisconsin before we get started i mean heck i guess we asked everybody else uh in the studio
1: Listen, man, I'm I'm, honestly, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure one of them gonna, gonna have really, really high GPAs and the other one's gonna, you know what I'm saying, gonna have some type of tradition that no one cares about. But shout out to both squads. I I I will, I will go to Cam when it comes to them uh, college basketball stat line. There you go. We got uh, take three here. Thanksgiving, of course, tomorrow, so we had to make it
0: a Thanksgiving edition take three. So we're gonna do a couple head-to-head matchups. So I got a bonus question for you guys out there as well. Turkey versus ham. However you want to have it cooked, we say fried, baked, either way on the turkey or ham. However you prefer, turkey or ham.
2: It's Thanksgiving. It's turkey. This shouldn't even be a question. It is a question. Who came up with these questions? This should not be a question, okay? It's turkey, and the best way to have turkey is fried turkey. Now, you kind of have to know what you're doing when you go through that process. You want to be careful. You want to have somebody there who kind of knows what they're doing again and but, don't fry it frozen right right but but fried turkey is so special it is something if you only get it once a year I mean you gotta go big on Thanksgiving but ham I, I don't know man ham doesn't do it for me I, I, I turkey 10 times out of 10 and especially tomorrow
0: am I incorrect in saying if you do a if you fry a frozen turkey it will like go shooting out of the, the, the boiling oil in that I correct think, I think that will be dangerous yes
1: that's awesome it's ham, it's ham all day long. BJ said, BJ said, oh, give me the turkey, but it's got to be fried. You know why? Because you know what turkey is. Turkey's a big, gigantic, you know, I'm saying, dry meat specialist. Like don't nobody want to deal with no turkey. It's what you can, Ain't nobody eating turkey by itself. You can eat the ham by itself with turkey. You're gonna need some water, you're gonna need some seasoning, you're gonna need some dressing. You got to have something with it. Because every piece of spit in your mouth will go away if you bite it. Nobody up to give me that juicy, suckling turkey. Y'all need to quit watching Home Alone, these movies, when the dad's sitting there at the front of the table with the Christmas sweater on, trying to carve it. No one looking forward to the turkey. You look forward to what's around the turkey. And for those people that stuff something in the turkey, that's how bad the turkey is when you got to stuff something in it to give it flavor. No,
0: uh, I, I, you can't do a turkey juicy. You just maybe aren't cooking it right if it's overly dried out. Right. That being said, turkey is there because it's the iconic, like, this is what you eat at Thanksgiving. <laughs> but if I have my choice, it's ham. I love good, like, honey-glazed ham. It, it can't yes. be beat. It cannot yes. be beat. I'm sorry. Like, usually after Thanksgiving, people are like, I like my turkey sandwich. Okay, Maybe, but I, I'd, I'd still rather have the, uh, the ham. The right? ham,
1: just keep pulling it off, Kevin.
2: Listen, the, 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 the leftovers, bones. you get some derkies, dressing. I mean, you can work with that for a
1: couple of days. You
0: Easy. know what kind of dressing you need with the leftover ham? None. You don't. You eat it.
1: <laughs> the ham is the leftover. Yes, it Take is. all you need. Get right. It is, it is
0: good. All right, moving along. Take two. Pumpkin pie or sweet potato pie?
2: I mean, I like both. Both are good, and we've had passionate discussions about this in the past. Uh, again, they're sort of interchangeable for me. I'm not gonna be overwhelmingly disappointed if it's one or the other. Both are enjoyable. Uh, but if I have to go with one, I will go pumpkin pie. I, now, to be honest, I've had it more. I've had it more frequently. Kevin, you look like you're about to say something to No, me. I'm not good. But, but I, I, I enjoy both. I'm okay with both. I will be disappointed if neither or options tomorrow. But if I have to go with one, I will
1: go pumpkin. Oh my goodness. Mama, I got you on this. Pumpkin pie, and sweet potato pie are very, very similar in the ingredients that you use. I get it. One has a pumpkin, one has a sweet potato. Pumpkin pie is usually a little bit more like thicker. It's usually like a like a thick thicker. and sweet potato pie is a little bit more like you know like leaner. Like I, li- I like the fact that sweet potato is a little more easy to get through. It. I like pumpkin, but I only got introduced to pumpkin pie when I moved away from the south. Like when I when I moved away and I'm like, hey, what y'all got I said, can I get the sweet potato pie to look at me like this? Just give him the pumpkin and don't tell him and put a little whipped cream on the top. I said, let me tell y'all something. I know sweet potato pie. Hey, sweet how you know? Sweet potato pie don't have leftovers. Ain't no leftover sweet potato pie. People come in and pick up the whole thing and say, all right, man, I appreciate y'all this Thanksgiving. What the hell you got in your hand? I got a sweet potato pie. You about to pull back a nub if you don't put that down and take a slice. So for me, love pumpkin. But for me, I gotta go with the sweet potato pie, man. It don't, once again, don't need, don't need nothing but a fork and get out my way.
0: I would like to know exactly how pumpkin pie and sweet potato pie are made with, quote, basically the same ingredients. I mean, one has sweet potatoes in it. The other is pumpkin. Well,
1: it's the ingredients outside yeah. of that that are the same. It, it war- who just it, 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 said it, it, that? Outside. Yeah, who said that? Is,
0: that? is that you? Cam just put in the uh, the show chat, pie is disgusting. Cam! Whoa,
1: whoa, Cam, Cam, Cam! Any, Cam, any Cam. pie? Bring your mic down and explain Cam. yourself. Cam, pie is disgusting. Oh, my goodness.
0: That's a bad take, Cam, on, yes. on David. Pie, pie is disgusting. Like, overall in Why? Overall, I so it like, don't no like So, like, no key lime, no. no lemon meringue, no, no. apple? No. You will come to find out I'm a very uh, weird eater, per se, but pie is disgusting. Pie no, should be hell, a
1: food for you. Eat food. That's, that's not weird. But you saying pie is disgusting. That's just a weird take. We're going to find you some pie that that's super- That's right. We're going to have to find something just for Cam. Uh, they're, no, I, for me, it's sweet potato.
0: Just like it a little bit better. They're very similar in uh, kind of how sharp the taste is and all that. What about how they're made? Uh, yeah, very similar ingredients. I find pumpkin and sweet potato to basically be the same thing.
1: <laughs> okay, I'm telling you, the ingredients are all about the same. just one different I one mean, one. I get
0: it. They're both kind of orange in color uh, when you when you have the pie.
1: That burnt orange? Yeah, that burnt, burnt Texas
0: color. Just like, don't burn my pie. How about that? It is sweet potato, sweet potato pie. All right. This one, I think, might cause some controversy on the show. Mac and cheese or mashed potatoes and gravy. Okay.
2: Given that you added the gravy, if it was just mashed potatoes, I would be, go. It's got to go, be
0: real, not right. the like, pour it out of the box. Right, stuff, yeah. right,
2: right. I, I, I would go macaroni and cheese. I love macaroni and cheese, okay? It makes you feel good. You eat macaroni and cheese. you're, you're in a better place, right? Macaroni and cheese makes you feel good. It's a must. You cannot argue against macaroni and cheese, especially if it's done right with the thick layer of cheese and it's hot, that is near perfection. But if you're talking about mashed potatoes and gravy, that is a level of versatility that I think comes with a slight advantage in this matchup because mashed potatoes by themselves I know some people are like oh give me the mashed potatoes with butter that's offensive okay mashed potatoes are meant to be served with gravy. We all know that. And the thing about the gravy is, you can put other foods and kind of work, do some magic, mix it around, and utilize the gravy for more than just the mashed potatoes. But when the gravy is on the mashed potatoes, and Kevin, I agree with you. We're not talking about we're not talking about kind of entry level gravy. This has got to be something that's serious and a lot of thought is put into. Yeah. But if you have mashed potatoes and gravy rolling together. It is the perfect combination, and there's a little bit left over for whatever you might have still left on your plate that you can utilize. I love macaroni and cheese. I want to be clear here. This is not about disrespecting macaroni and cheese. I will say one is 1A, one is 1B. But if I could only have some macaroni and cheese or a bowl of mashed potatoes and gravy,
1: give me the gravy, baby.
0: And both are made with basically the
1: same thing. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm telling y'all, it is. It is essentially the same ingredients, but the mat, the mat, the mashed potatoes, BJ. I'm sorry, mashed potatoes are no Like that's not even a Thanksgiving item. Most mashed potatoes and gravy. No, no, no. No one says Hey, no one walks in and says, "Hey, we got mashed potatoes and gravy." Right? Either give me the mashed potatoes and gravy, or I'm leaving. No, it is mashed potatoes and gravy. is like, it's like I don't know. Like Oklahoma, you know they got an outside shot to make the Cotton Bowl play. Oklahoma's like, <laughs> made the playoff like four out of five years. We are talking about this year. We talking about right now. And this, and we are talking about right now. And this mac macaroni and cheese. That's that's that. You have to have it. Like you, that's in every house. I, listen, I, the only way it's not going to be in somebody's house if you got a very very small amount of people showing up. Was, anything over. Eight, nine people got to have, no one's coming to say, man, who made the gravy this year? Who made the, no. Let me ask you this, though, Ben. Ben, let me ask
2: you this. Have you, Kevin, have you ever just gotten the gravy, and when no one's looking, you just kind of, you just kind of drink it?
1: (laughs) Hold on. No. Hold on, hold on. This is coming from the same person, right? That doesn't like whipped cream, right? Doesn't like sour cream, right? Thinks that ranch ain't nothing but liquid fat, but he wants to drink? gravy you see people it just appears gravy ain't nothing but flour just sponge 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 wine and get in the dark so BJ drinks gravy he's against sour cream you know uh whipped cream and and oh my god and that god off the of ranch please stay away from that
0: that's that's a, that's an interesting take I, I'm going ironically I already know that neither of these will be uh, at my Thanksgiving tomorrow I will just throw that out there I, I, again we'll, we'll get to that in just a second but it's got to be, for me, you're going to think this is crazy. I, I'm going to go with, with mac and cheese. Because the potatoes can get cold. crazy, Kevin? No, I'm saying, but it, but it is good. And again, I no. will I will say so this. The
2: potatoes can get cold,
0: but the macaroni cannot get cold? Yeah, if the macaroni gets cold, you still eat it, it's fine. Reheated potatoes are terrible. Reheated mac and cheese is good. I'm just saying, look. And, and, and you can
1: add your little layer of cheese on the top. Yeah, on and the they and are, the are both
0: macaroni. similar. They're both similar in this respect. Both mashed potatoes and macaroni and cheese, if it comes out of a box, are garbage. You, they, okay, that's not it. mac and cheese. That's ridiculous. You gotta do, you gotta do it the real way. But so, if you get it, I would go mac and cheese over the mashed potatoes and gravy, because, again, mashed potatoes and gravy, at least at my family get-togethers, has never really been a thing. We've always had sweet potatoes. So, uh, I would go mac and cheese. That being said, I told you I would have neither. Tomorrow, we got a bonus, because, much like Ben said, we have a small family gathering, so... Not going to make it because there's only so many people uh, that are going to be there. And ironically, my kids don't eat mac and cheese. They're weird. I don't know what the, what the deal is. But if you go to Thanksgiving, this bonus take three question. What is the one item your family Thanksgiving must have? And if they don't have it, you're leaving. You're out of there. You're like, it ain't Thanksgiving if this don't happen.
2: All right. It's going to be something I've already referenced. And if, and, if, and if my dad is listening, my brother and I, JT and I, both... Want the fried turkey It's on a different level Now turkey To revisit an earlier question So if you show up For Thanksgiving good.
0: lunch And he's like We baked it this year You're like no
2: I mean I'm still eating I mean I'm still staying But it eating. ain't the same It's not the same It is nowhere near the same Baked turkey is, is, is good It is good I know that's not for you guys Whatever But a fried turkey Is on another level That is college football Playoff good And JT and I Are on the same page With this Fried turkey Is a difference maker for Thanksgiving. So I will speak for my brother and I both and say it is fried
1: turkey. Oh my God, for me it's simple, man. I mean, my mama, listen, when my mama break out the greens I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm like, <laughs> like, listen people, I got to have the greens in mind I got to have something that's, I, BJ came to the crib, they had chicken and dumplings I will, I, I'm like canned with pie. I don't want no dumpling. I don't want no, nope, nope. That ain't nothing but bread with, with a whole bunch of freaking I don't like that man Kevin, everybody I, I is weird, the weird on the show like what is the Oh, problem? Kevin you are out of your children saying that they don't even like mac and cheese and I the said children. they're weird I, I flat out sold them out <laughs> I've
0: told them that to their face I said fellas I told both of my sons I said boys I, 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 you I, have I, no I, no, I, I told both down. of my boys I said you two have to be the only children under 14 in America that do not eat macaroni and cheese and they won't eat it I don't. I don't know why you can mix it with tuna fish. Now, nah.
1: Well, what? You never had macaroni and cheese and tuna fish? No, 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 no. Let, me you, let me tell you something. If, yeah, if, I, if I'm at, a, if I'm at a, a public event and I didn't pick the menu, yeah, I'm gonna eat that. I want mac and cheese to be hot. I don't want to mix with something that's cold and you eat it with crackers. Not doing it. No. I want them greens and I want that mac and cheese. I, I need both of them people and BJ, if B J wants to, the mashed potatoes and gravy, and he wants to drink the gravy, I mean, hey, you know, we'll make sure we got, we'll give you a whole bowl of gravy. Kevin likes to dip his biscuits in it. B J just wants to drink. Okay,
0: yeah, that's that's a little absurd. I, I'm not drinking it. It, <laughs> it either covers it or it doesn't. I'm not gonna. No, not doing it. Ah oh, man, this is good because are a couple of things where it's like, there's a couple of things that just remind me of Thanksgiving, and. I referenced the uh, sweet potato. Uh, kind It's not casserole, like not with the marshmallow. It's got like brown sugar and crunchy uh, like pecans and stuff. And sometimes we will get the cornflakes on top of Just give it a little extra crunch. Really good stuff. That and banana pudding for dessert. If my oh, mom my is, God. If my he mom doesn't did. make that, but I'm also weird. Uh, so we can throw it in to me. I, I will make half the, over that, you guys have heard the story. I'll make half the people listening throw up. But the way I like to eat it. I like it warm. I do not eat it cold. Cold, just not as appealing. Hot.
1: You, you eat what? Warm. The banana pudding. What the heck? Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> so you, you get you get a scoop of it and you put it in the microwave and make no, it hot? No, no, no. Uh, it's not in the
0: microwave. It's still warm from being made. Like, oh, so once it goes in the refrigerator... Right, it's like cold. you like you get the thing, like you get the... Vijay uh, obviously is looking like he doesn't know how banana pudding is made. It's not the box that you dump in and stir. There is bananas and vanilla wafers all stacked up. So it's made the same and, as sweet potato pie. And then you make, yes, and then you make the vanilla pudding, which is obviously hot when you make it on the stove. My mom then pours it in on top of the uh, bananas and cookie mixture and allows it to set up and you can eat it while it is still warm and it is delish. I will eat it cold, it's just not as good to me as it is a little warm. Now the leftover banana pudding bin, yes, I have been known you get the banana pudding, hit it for about 10 seconds in the microwave, get it good like back to room temperature, good. Take the chill off, like it. But I know nobody else does because I've been called out by my friends, everybody's like, I can't believe you eat it that way, but I'm like, it's the only way I know how to eat it, it's good. So um, add me to the weird category, it's fine. What is it? Yeah.
1: <laughs> good <Sweet potato laughs> good for you, Kevin. Ben. Sweet potato pie, commonly made using almost identical ingredients. Egg, condensed milk, cinnamon, nutmeg, except sweet potatoes are used in place of pumpkins. Why do people eat sweet potatoes more than pumpkin? Cause it's easier to grow a sweet potato than a big as hell pumpkin. <laughs> Kevin does like Kevin likes hot uh sweet I mean Kevin likes more. hot banana pumpkin. And B.J. wants to drink gravy. We yeah. No, it's not Kevin's kids are weird. We are the weird ones. We're dead. All three
0: of them. I'm sure I'll catch all kind of flack for that. I do every time I say it. They're like, everybody gives me that same look that B.J. made. They're like, warm banana pudding. I'm like, don't knock it until you try it. It's good.
1: We got more to come. It's three and out. Southern Pigskin Radio Network.